0: Lock on. Lock on. Lock on. Lock on. Lock on. Lock on. Lock lock on. Lock on. Cowboy. Welcome back to the Locked on Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We are brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. I actually just ordered a new box right before we came on the show. Uh, but we got a busy show for you guys today. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
1: Good. Got some uh, some big reinstatement news. Uh, first shoe <laughs> to drop of, hopefully, two big shoes in the pass rushing department. Sure. And we're going to have a nice little discussion about that.
0: Yeah, before we get into that, uh, I do want to say a week ago when my my Twitter got locked out, I thought this was the worst thing in the world, me not being on Twitter uh, (laughs) during this busy time of the NFL calendar. Uh, And then I logged on 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 the Lockdown Cowboys account today, and I saw uh, a lot of Dak Prescott discussion, and it made me realize— this is a blessing in disguise. Not being on Twitter right now is pretty freaking great because holy cow, you guys have lost your minds on Twitter. I mean just, just the collective Twitter football count has all lost their minds. So just feel I feel nice not have to worry about that. Um let's nice to, have some, re-
1: nice to have some yeah. relief from that, right? It's just <laughs> nice to kind of just get away from it's it and what's well clear your head.
0: Uh, you know that the gif of I think it's uh uh, Donald Glover walking into the the apartment with it burning yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. that's, and, and that's and how it felt like the, today. throwing it's the pizza like, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, yeah. exactly what it felt like, and I just I just walked right out. Yeah. Um, all right. So on Wednesday, the NFL announced that Cowboys defensive end, still weird to say, Alden Smith um, has been fully reinstated into the NFL. Uh, it, according to uh, Jane Slater, he's been sober for a year. He's in great physical shape. Uh, the people that are working out with him are just so impressed at, at his strength and speed right now. Um, we kind of had an assumption, Lane, that this was going to eventually happen. But now that it has, what are you expecting from Alden Smith now in 2020?
1: Well, uh, it's the, that's the big question, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's really kind of difficult uh, to, to figure that part out. I mean, I, you know, everyone's been saying it. I don't know that we've had a situation like this before, right? Where they, we have a uh, a player who has been, you know, I mean, it's been pointed out, it's four years or whatever. But I mean, reality is that it's probably been closer to seven years, you know, yeah. I, I think uh, you, you look back at when he was actually regularly playing and going through a regular training camp. And you know, that was probably 2013. So it's really hard. It's really, really, really hard to kind of figure out, you know, what what our expectation, what our floor should be, especially, you know, for us who we, we're not seeing him. We're, you know, we're not getting to view and see what kind of uh, shape he's in other than random videos. Right. So uh, I tend to think that, you know, he, the things that he has going for him are, he has an incredible level of technical talent. Uh, He understands, I mean, his, it's not just that he's like a freak of nature athlete, uh, he, you know, he has a lot of teaching tape, and he understands how to set up and work tackles, and, and get around to, to make the play. You know, he understands f- how uh, the importance of footwork and hand placement, and you could you could see a lot of really good tape where it's not just him being faster and bendier than everybody else. He's beating tackles with swipes and moves and long arms. I mean, again, like I think the thing that people forget is. He his arms are like <laughs> the Cowboys have some uh, pass rushers with some decently long arms I mean Randy is yeah. oh, yeah. in there as well this guy had his arms are <laughs> almost an inch longer than any other player on this team crazy it's he's got 35 and a half inch arms practically I mean 35 I think of three eighths. so uh, that allows you to get you know do things that other defensive ends can't do, like you know. I mean, you can you you don't have to worry about the the tackle getting his hands on you first because you'll probably get your hands on him first right, and, right, and be right. able to redirect him. So I you know it's stuff like that that really kind of makes me think. You know, if he's in really good shape and you know he's he can kind of get his his rhythm back, he could really produce. The other side of that is that you know it, it's really hard to play in the nfl and being off for four to seven years however oh, yeah. you want to sure. look at it is almost impossible and has never been done before so I, i'm you know it's hard not to look at the 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 spectrum of of possible results with him from anywhere to being a i, I mean i think if everything goes perfectly there's he has 10 sack potential, right? Like, and I think that there's also that same level of, you know, likelihood that he can't get it together and, you know, is a rotational player at best.
0: So a couple things that you just mentioned there uh, about the arm length. Um, We spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about Caleb on chase on the addresser from LSU, just to kind of put this in perspective. Chase on has 32 inch arms. Uh, Alden Smith are almost 36 inches. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty significant size difference. Uh, Chaseon has a 79 inch wingspan. Uh, Alden Smith is at 87. So you're talking about a significantly longer player. Not that the Cowboys had to choose between these two, but it just just for a point of reference. Um, yeah. the, the big news to me is getting him reinstated now. Uh, yeah. Because now the NFL said that he can go through the offseason program, he can be a part of the Zooms, uh, and then when training camp actually kicks off, he'll be there on day one. I think that's going to be incredible, incredibly valuable to have him ready to go. And we've had situations with Randy Gregory before where it's, okay, he's allowed to be a part of meetings, but he's not actually allowed to be on the practice field. You remember when we had to go through all that, and it was like, okay, is he allowed to practice today? Yeah. Is he not allowed I just think it's going to be so much more beneficial to, to to have him on the field day one of training camp. He's going to know what his assignments are. He's going to know what the role is. I think getting him reinstated now is going to be incredibly valuable. My question to you is this, Landon. It, I mean, we don't have any idea what he what he looks like in terms of you know how quick he is and all that kind of stuff. But do you expect him to be a day one starter opposite of the Marcus Lawrence for the Dallas Cowboys?
1: I think it's hard to expect that. You know? I I,
0: I, I kinda uh, am though. I, I, I really mean, I just think he's he's one of these freak players where he's, you know, in the you know, the point zero one percentile where I think if he's on the field you have to play him. I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I like literally the only thing that's stopping me from saying that yes, absolutely, is I mean, like I said, he hasn't played football in four years. So i like to see him on the field a little bit before saying that. But, I mean, am I going to be surprised? No. I, I mean, I kind of expect it. But I also wouldn't necessarily because of, you know, how long he's been out uh, out of football. Yeah. I, I I feel like you, you have to say that with a certain amount of grain of salt knowing that you just do not have any idea what you are getting in this play. Are you getting a... You know, uh, you have know, 280 pounds and and, and, and whatever seven percent body fat. He said he has, like, those are great numbers for a bodybuilder, but sure. I I don't know what that translates necessarily to. There are a lot of people that have those kind of you know incredible low body fat and incredible high muscle, but that doesn't mean they're great football players. So awesome. this guy oh, yeah. this yeah. this guy was a great football yeah. player uh, and is in great shape, and that leads me to believe that he probably could still do it as long as the techniques are still there. But I mean, again, to to expect that is, uh, I think, it's taking it's it's really just kind of taking for granted how far this guy has yeah, got to go. Fair. You know,
0: I I think he's gonna play a lot. Um, I, 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 I do too. My, I, yes. I, yeah. I,
1: I would. I, I mean, honestly, like I'm with you. I just think that
0: yeah, as it's, it's, commentators, it's we it have is. to
1: be we have to be clear to the folks that this it's not really fair to expect this of this guy.
0: Sure, I. <laughs> I do think that when we open up against the the Rams in Week One, Tyrone Crawford, assuming he's healthy, will probably be your starter on the right defensive side. But probably Alden Smith coming in on passing downs. If I if I had to assume, that's that's well, kind of well, where I'm going know, with. Well, you know,
1: Stephen now. Jones did several times specifically mention that Sam defensive pass rusher role. Sure. So there is a very real possibility that he may be a starter, quote unquote, or he may get starter snaps, but not. Only specifically at defensive end, if that makes sense.
0: Can you imagine if he's playing that Sam linebacker spot at 285 pounds? I Would don't
1: want to. Be... I mean, think about the t- the tight ends that are going to try to block him. He's going to oh, just—he's going to rip them off the wall like that poor, raptor machine, you know? <laughs> like...
0: Poor Tyler Higby in Week One. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more Cowboys news. Just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that you will ever have. I can promise you that. It's hard to even explain just how good Built Bars are Uh, I tried the peanut butter one the other day and was just blown away by how good it was. Did not taste like a protein bar at all. I swear that you're eating a candy bar and that's just how good it is. Uh, The best part about Built Bar is they're fantastic for you. They have an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There's no crazy additives. If you want to experience a Built Bar, and I highly, highly recommend that you do, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at Built Bar. All right, Landon. We also got a update on another suspended pass rusher on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, Randy Gregory has also filed for uh, his reinstatement. Now, he's not quite as far along in the process as as Alden Smith was, uh, but according to his agent, he's in a great space mentally. Uh, he's working out, and he says he said he's in some of the best shape of his life. Um, We'll see when this reinstatement may happen. My guess is it's probably going to be a little closer to the training camp. Uh, but my question to you is this: If you have both Alden Smith and Randy Gregory on the field, and now that we know Smith will be on the field, how do you use both of these players at the same time? Because they're probably going to be playing the same spot, right?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think they are i think you could probably use them slightly differently if you needed to find a way to kind of get them both snaps um you know i think that gregory is a little bit more of the speed gumby guy oh yeah you know i think alden has that in his game but he plays with a lot of power and his length a lot more i i think you know so maybe you figure out a really incredible uh NASCAR package with Alden Smith and Randy Gregory on the outside, and then you kick Tank Lawrence inside, and maybe I don't know Tyron Crawford. No, I think what would be more fun is having
0: the three, just having the three down linemen. You know, that having Tank, and then probably you know McCoy in the middle, and then having Alden Smith maybe or Gregory as the end. Having Alden Smith stand up a little bit and rush and blitz all over the place. That would be a lot of fun.
1: Or imagine like a a three-two where you've got. Uh, uh, Crawford as like your your nose you've got Alden Smith on one end Demarcus Lawrence on the other end and then your two uh Pepper backers are Jalen Smith and Randy Gregory
0: sure I like <laughs> I mean, it like li- the, the, the mean, combinations
1: are endless you know if you go back I just you know kind of redipped my toes back into the Nolan playbook uh last night when I was looking through And um, and just looking at some of the the different variations of of fronts that they have and just kind of closing my eyes and imagining the names that would go there. uh, You know, there really is uh, a lot of of uh, of of different looks that that this defense can provide if they get all their 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 players back on the field.
0: It's a talented group, but I'm curious to see how they fit together. Typically, when you s- switch schemes, and I know they're not completely switching schemes, they're just going to be a little bit more aggressive, I think is the right word. But it does take what, six, eight games at the very least to, to kind of get up to speed. And most of the time, you don't see the improvement until you know the following year. But this team does have a lot of talent. We'll see what happens at cornerback. And if they can get Randy Gregory back and you pair him with Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence... Uh, It's a kind of a fun defense. Um, All right, Landon, just a couple other quick notes and questions that I want to get to. Um, The first is a question that somebody sent to us this morning. Uh, This is from at Dak and Zeke. Um, He wants to know if Mike McCarthy wasn't in the picture, let's say that he stayed with the green Bay Packers and decided to stay retired or whatever he was, who would be the Dallas Cowboys head coach right now? Is it Jason Garrett still? is it Marvin Lewis is who do you if you had to guess who is the Cowboys head coach right now if Mike McCarthy wasn't here
1: I mean I have to think Marvin Lewis and we talked about this before you know the before the you know show we just everything that we found out since this has all started uh you know very much implied that this team was looking to try to get a veteran coach it wasn't it yeah. wasn't really interested in the uh, Lincoln Riley role. It wasn't really interested in the. Um, Matt Rule, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It, they were looking for a guy who, and not even just the offensive coordinators. Like, I don't think you know, BNME was an option here. They were looking for former head coaches. They wanted someone with experience, with organizational experience. And really, I think what they were looking for, uh, you know, again, kind of using hindsight to kind of help us, they were looking for a CEO type to kind of come in and, you know, I think they really liked uh, uh, Kellen Moore. You know, I think that much mm-hmm. is very clear. And, and and you know, you you go through the numbers, and it's easy to see why. And I think that sure. the, the thought process was if they could get a, a a CEO type head coach who would wouldn't mind working with uh, with Kellen Moore, they felt like that would be the best of both worlds, and that you can figure out a way to. Uh, you know, get a new defense coordinator, and mix it up a little bit. I, I, that's why I think McCarthy was kind of the best of all worlds. Is that it feels like McCarthy? I don't know if McCarthy had a relationship with Kellen Moore before this. I, I you know, previously we have pointed pointed out the kind of coaching tree connections between Kellen Moore, and Mike McCarthy, going back through uh, the uh, McCarthy's days at Pittsburgh, and, and yep. uh, you know the, the the coaching tree that extends all the way to Kellen Moore's former college coach so uh, i i think that they you know there probably could have been a situation where you know he's been uh and we know that he's been watching him from afar because in that in a peter king interview one of the plays that he pointed out before there was even any talk of the cowboys at least publicly was a kellen moore uh, rpo play if i remember correctly so yeah 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 i think that you know that was it was a kind of perfect marriage where they could come in and get a a, a, a you know a CEO type head coach who was willing to work with the offensive uh, coordinator that they had in place, uh, but still make you know major changes in, in culture and, and, and especially on the defense, uh, you know, uh, scheme and that sort of thing. I think I think Mar- Marvin Lewis probably would have been the backup there, and I, I'm s- assuming that he probably would have been amenable to this similar kind of situation as well.
0: I will tell you though, I would feel significantly worse about this team if Marvin Lewis was the head coach, like. I understand what he did in Cincinnati was good, but it just seems like over the last couple of years, he got kind of really complacent and locked into his style of coaching. Um, I I just think McCarthy is a better fit. And here's the other thing. I think the Cowboys also protected themselves a little bit. Let's say, and I I kind of expect this to happen, let's say Kellen Moore has a fantastic year calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to get head coaching interviews at the very least next offseason if the Cowboys finish in the top five or six offense like they did this season. So if Moore does leave, okay, you still have one of the best offensive minds in all the NFL as your head coach. you you protected yourself that way. Um, it's where if you were to hire Marvin Lewis and Kellen Moore were to leave. Okay. Now what do you do on offense? You know I mean? You're, you're, the cupboards kind of bare after that point. So um, I, I just like this. I feel like McCarthy is certainly, you know, we look at, you know, a lot of the numbers that McCarthy had in green Bay And while he may not have been, you know, tuned in with all the analytics, a lot of his quote-unquote gut calls kind of came out very favorable, right? Like he is somebody who's super aggressive on first down. He's going to go for it on fourth downs more often than not. Uh, So I just think his style uh, of coaching just meshes better with his team. So uh, I I think we were kind of talking about this before the show. I I didn't love a lot of the the coaching candidates out there during this cycle of offseason hires. Yeah, but I kind of think McCarthy was the best option out there, and anything else would have just kind of felt like a, a single at the at the very best. So, something to to, to kind of watch, and we'll. I mean, we're excited to see what McCarthy can do this season uh, with the Cowboys. Um, one last thing, Landon, before we go, and this actually happened as we were on air, and I always like to yeah. surprise you. With this I know, no,
1: I've I've been following it too. So, uh,
0: so there's been a new proposal according to the NFL about uh. Onside kick rules. So over the last, I don't know, decade, it's been almost impossible to recover onside kicks. Uh, So they're looking at potentially using the XFL model of a fourth and fifteen onside kick try, basically where you have one down to convert this fourth and fifteen from your own twenty-five yard line. What do you think about this rule? Is this exciting to you? Do you do you hate it? What What are your thoughts?
1: You know, it's it's varied because I I think I understand the need to want to try to get uh, these plays. It does add excitement, right? Like if you can add the ability for a team to come back and uh, you know add a little bit better odds to your uh, you know onside try. Uh, at least with something that – and here's the other thing too. I, I I wonder if injury is concern as part of this because it's a free-for-all when this happens. Oh, and absolutely. A, a, as someone who in high school was on the hands team, like I can tell you paying attention to a very uh, – to an oblong bouncing ball <laughs> while knowing that a linebacker is getting a 15-yard running start to just destroy you as hard as they can. Sure. Like – I mean, in the NFL level, like, that must be just brutal. Especially since, like, all the hits that they're going to take. So I do think that there's a a health thing here, too. But I also think that, you know, it it, it adds, like you said, a little bit more opportunity for games to kind of stay close near the end of the game. The traditionalist in me doesn't love it because it really kind of, again, changes the angles on a game that, like you know i mean how much do we want to continue to kind of change the rules here it feels like there's been a lot of rule changes lately in the last decade or so yeah uh and i'm all for the ones that are about making the game safer but i just i think there's something to the idea that the just the amount the sheer volume of rule changes that have happened in the i mean not even the last 10 years just the last 5 years uh, and how it's shaping the way football looks is I just, I, I hope that they have a better a good handle on, you know how much they are changing the game uh, you know, year to year because it does, it, it I do think that there is a cumulative effect, you know
0: So, okay, so here's a few of my thoughts. Um, the first one is, with we'll talk about safety. I do think the NFL is trying to figure out a way to make the game safer, and I think they did a study a couple of years ago that Special teams, especially kickoff, uh, was one of the ways that you have the most injuries. I wouldn't be surprised if they start looking at the XFL model of doing kickoffs, where you you don't have players getting a forty-yard head start running full speed. It's everybody within ten yards to start. That makes sense. Um, I also think you know at the end of games, it seems like if you were up by two scores with you know let's say three minutes left the odds of you being able to come back just wasn't very good, even compared to previous seasons. You know, like, I I think about the Cowboys' 2007 game against the Buffalo Bills, right? With today's rules, there's absolutely no way that the Cowboys would be be able to come back and win that game because they needed a special teams, or they needed an onside kick to win that game. And with the rules of the way they're set up now, it's basically impossible. So Mm -hmm. I do think it adds a little bit of an excitement. Um, My questions are, you know, how are penalties going to factor into these 4th and 15 plays? So, like, for example, on a regular down, if you get a, like a regular 4th down, if you get a defensive holding, it's an automatic 1st down. If a defense gets a defensive holding on the, the onside kick, do they automatically get a 1st down as well? Or is it a just a 5-yard penalty? Because I think that makes a big difference, too. If you're getting cheap pass interference and holding calls to, to basically get a free possession, I, I don't love that. Um, so I think that's something that the NFL is going to have to work out a little bit, but to make games a little bit more exciting in the end, I, I, I'm good for it. Um, what do you think? What do you think about penalties? How how should the NFL handle that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, again, the the, the law of unintended consequences, right? I mean, I, I think this is, and, and it kind of goes back to your point is is that they are trying to chase this dragon now, right? They've changed yeah. this rule to affect. Safety, but they still want the juice from the previous rules. Sure. So now they're trying to change it to this. But what have they not thought about? They're not thinking about a flag happy uh, referee and how just generally terrible their referee crews are. Uh, and that, yeah, exactly. Someone's going to throw a penalty in a key game and then suddenly uh, uh, a judgment call. And again, n- yeah. now we're, now we're, this is the thing I really have a problem with. I don't want more referee judgment calls deciding these games,
0: right? And that's why, and that's why I think they should just make it where a penalty is only yardage in this case, right? Not a automatic first down. It, it just it's too monumental of a play basically to give teams a free possession. Right? Is it
1: fourth and twenty five or fourth and fifteen?
0: Fourth and fifteen.
1: But see, fifteen yard penalty is going to give them a first down either way, right?
0: Well. I, I guess that's what we need to know. Like, are they? Could they adopt the college pass interference rule Maybe. where it's but see it's again only at the look, spot look, of the foul?
1: Look at the look at the decision tree we've now created for oh, these know. referees. I, I mean, I it's know. it's it's becoming more complicated and not less sim- and not simpler. And I guess that's the the choice you have to make when you're deci- deciding when you're changing rules for safety's sake. But I just you know I'm wary about the situation now where you're getting all kinds of different factors involved in the outcome of major parts of the game. And uh, yeah, I I just, I think I I generally like the idea, but as a NFL fan for the last decade, I am extremely wary of the unintended consequences that the NFL hasn't thought about yet.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see what adjustments they make to the rule, because I do think it has some promise, but Man, there's some some bad loopholes in there that could that could really hurt your team. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow, I promise we will do our wide receiver preview unless Dak signs us contract, of course. But I don't anticipate that happening. Um, make sure you guys are following the show at Locked On Cowboys. Uh, you can li- listen to Landon at the uh, Best Coast Boys Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.